0: Anyone need copy of the notes? Just raise your hand. A Thanksgiving Psalm. A true disciple is someone who sits at the feet of his master. He observes his life. He has a burning desire within to be changed, to conform, to be like his master, to think like him, act like him, speak like him, to emulate his life, to follow his example. And when Jesus was here on the earth, one of the characteristics that he really modeled greatly was that of being thankful. He was very thankful. And remember, he's the son of God. And he was a very thankful individual. As a matter of fact, I believe he understood and knew the close connection between being thankful and the miraculous. Being thankful and the spiritual and the natural coming together. If you recall in in John's gospel, chapter six, when they were, he wanted to feed the the multitudes. And they said, well, there's not a whole lot here for us to, to give. He said, what do you have? They had some fish and some bread. That was it. What did Jesus do? If you notice in John's gospel, chapter six. There was a lad here that had five barley loaves, two small fishes But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the man sat down in number about 5,000. How about that for Thanksgiving dinner? (laughs) Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, and when he had what? He gave thanks. He distributed to the disciples, and the disciples did that were set down. And likewise, of the fishes, as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of the truth, the prophet, that should come into the world. But now notice in verse 23, after another episode, Howbeit, there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. You notice that John wanted to make it very clear that the Lord gave thanks. That was a miracle of translocation. He was translocated, they were translocated in their boat to the shore. But John reminds everybody it was then after the Lord had given thanks. So we see a connection between giving thanks and multiplying your Thanksgiving dinner. So if you invite too many people over, and maybe your turkey's not as big as you thought it should be, what are you supposed to do? Give thanks. Amen? Then look in John's Gospel chapter 11. John chapter 11. This is Lazarus. He's dead for four days. Then saith Jesus unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And that was right before he raised him from the dead and had him to come out. But what did he thank him for? He heard him. What did he hear? Prior to this, four days earlier, he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God. That the son of God may be glorified thereby. And guess what? He believed in his words. He believed in giving thanks. And that reveals to us the fact. That we need to give thanks. After we pray. And even before the miracle occurs. And you see that in Psalm 118. Look at verse 21. I will praise thee. Why? Thou hast heard me. And you become my salvation. Notice the progression. I praise you. Why? Because you heard me when I prayed and you've become my salvation. So it's important that we thank him even before we see the actual miracle materialized in the natural world. And we see the same thing revealed to us through the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Why? Because when we pray and ask him to do something, we're supposed to believe that he heard us. We receive it. And all we have left to do is what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How important are those two words? Thank you. A connection between the spiritual. And the natural. The miraculous. And thank you. And that's how miracles took place. And then one more thing. I think it's important to point out. We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper here. But notice in First Corinthians chapter 11. Before we do. Look at verse 23. I received of the Lord. That which also I delivered unto you. Now this is Paul saying. That Jesus taught me this. So let's keep this in mind. Jesus taught this to Paul. Paul's not making it up. And Jesus. Had to reveal this to him. Because Paul wasn't there at the last supper. Or the Lord's supper. Well what did Jesus teach Paul? That the Lord Jesus. The same night. In which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks. You think Jesus was emphasizing that to Paul? He had to have been. When he had given thanks he broke it and said. Take eat this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner. In other words he did the same thing with the cup. Also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying this cup is New Testament blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Now why is this important? You realize what he was giving thanks for? You ready for this? When he said this is my body. My physical well-being is no longer under my control. I'm thanking you, Father. For bringing this body of mine up out of the grave. And once I pour out my blood. My life is out of my control. I'm thanking you, Father. Father. putting me back together again by the power of your Holy Spirit. He is thanking him in advance to do something that he couldn't do for himself. He was now surrendered to God completely and it was up to the Father to do his part. Jesus did his and now the Father had to do his. You talk about confidence that he could be so trusting in his Father That he would be willing to completely pour himself out. Knowing that the father would then do his part. So what does he say? Thank you. Wow. It's pretty deep, wouldn't you say? Thank you. A psalm of thanksgiving. Psalm 100, verse 1. Let's read it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Or all the earth. Notice it's a joyful noise. And the expression really has this thought behind it. You're shouting to God in triumphant victory. It's like you've won the battle. Or you've won the game. Or you've won the war. You've won the victory. And so you're shouting. It was like when Jesus came into the earth and the angels shouted from on high. And they burst out in song and praise. It's like when Jesus entered Jerusalem. And what happened? Hosanna. Shouts of Hosanna. A joyful noise. Exuberant. Unto the Lord. Because of what? His victory. His triumph over Satan. Over sin. Over death. Over disease. Over anything and everything darkness has thrown our way. Shout to the Lord, in other words, with a voice of triumph. Look at verse 2. Serve the Lord with sadness. Just want to make sure you're up on a Tuesday night. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. And come before his presence with singing. Serve him with gladness. Because you serve not the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things, you will serve your enemy in one of all things. He'll put a yoke of iron around your neck until you're destroyed. You see, the enemy wants to get us sad. He wants our countenance to fall. He'll throw circumstances our way to get us to a place that we no longer can see the hand of God at work in our lives. But you know what? No matter what comes our way, all God wants us to say is, I thank you that you're bigger than that. I thank you that no matter what I face, you're greater than that. You're more powerful than that. So I'm going to thank you. I'm going to praise you through to victory. Serve him how? With gladness, cheerfully, willingly, with spiritual joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Not like the Jews did with their slavish fear. But you and I, we've got this joy that's unspeakable, that's full of glory, and it rises up on the inside of us, and we can shout the praise of God. When they were hanging their harps on the willows, I'll tell you what, you and I can shout the praise of God because he is our victory. He made us more than conquerors, and we triumph in him. As a matter of fact, we can echo the words that Paul said. He told us he always causes us to triumph, always, always. I like that word always. Look at verse three. We're not doing it blindly. Know that the Lord, he is God. See, we do this knowing something. And what do we know? He is God. And he made us and not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. In other words, we know he's the creator of all things. He is God. We know he made us and we belong to him. So because we know this, there's nothing left for us to do but to thank him for giving us life. Thank him for giving us life more abundantly. Thank him for not just creating us, but also recreating us by the precious blood of his son. And to going to that length, to see to it that we could become his sons and daughters. God wants us not to take this lightly, but to be so grateful So thankful from the depth of our soul to come before His presence, making a joyful noise, a shout of praise, because you've got the victory in Him, serving Him willingly, cheerfully, joyously, with this joy in our hearts, knowing something He is God, and we've got a personal relationship with Him. He made me, I didn't make myself. He made me who I am. I am who he made me. His masterpiece. I was reading an article by John G. Lake. He said before he got saved, he had a hard time looking into the mirror. But after he gave his heart to Christ and found out who he was, he looked in that mirror and said to that face he saw in the mirror, you are a child of the most high God. You've got the Holy Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwelling in you, in your spirit, speaking to himself. You are an heir of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus. You are more than a conqueror. He said, I would talk to myself every day as I look in that mirror. That's what I would say about myself. And you know what? We can all follow that example. And we need to look in the mirror of God's Word because that's who we are. Don't see yourself who you are in the flesh. But who he made you. He made you his new creation. That never before existed. Praise God. And then uh, look at verse 4. Enter his gates. With thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. And what? Bless his name. He's talking about. They have entrance into the holy place. At the outer courtyard. They could enter in his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. The best way I can describe this is found in Isaiah 60 and verse 18. Look at what it says. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders. But thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. We enter into the walls of salvation to the gates of praise. And in those walls is God's presence, his power, his peace, his promises, his protection and provision. And we enter in those gates through the gates of praise into the walls of salvation. So in other words, when you and I are saying, thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for strengthening me. I praise you for being my victory. You're entering into the walls of salvation. through the gate of praise. You're praising him in advance. Before you ever see the work done. In the natural material world. But as a result of doing it. Praise God. What does he do? He makes good his word. As a matter of fact. There's a scripture. That I like to use. He makes hard the wall. Bars of my gates. And protects my children from within. I thank him daily for doing that. I thank you, I praise you for making hard the bars of my gates and protecting my children from within. That means no matter where they go, praise God, he's made hard the bars of my gates. And when the enemy tries to attack my children, he can't get through those bars. They're protected from within by the hand of God. Look at the next verse, verse 5. He gives us three powerful reasons as to why we should Serve him this way. And be so thankful to him. Number one. The Lord is good. Is he good? It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And God is a good God. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the father of lights. With whom there's no variance. Neither shadow turning. He's good. But then also. His mercy endures how long? Forever. Forever. Every single morning when you get up. His mercies are renewed. And so when you go to bed at night. Or whatever kind of day you had yesterday. It doesn't matter. When you get up in the morning. He kisses you with his mercy. Think about that. Every morning. And finally. His truth endures how long? Forever unto all generations. You. Your children. Your children's children. It doesn't matter. For those three powerful reasons. We're to be thankful. So, are you thankful tonight do you love him tonight are you glad that he saved you by his grace are you thankful for what he's doing in your life right now in your family's life let's all stand together and once again lift our hands to heaven hi pastor bill here i want to thank you for joining us today on behalf of my wife krista and Christa selby church i want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family whether you have young children or kids in elementary school